Okay. Welcome. Welcome back to the podcast, Sacred Rebel. Mm Today, I have with me a beautiful friend and mentor. Mm. Her name is Olivia Celine. And Olivia, I would love for you to introduce yourself. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, it's always such a big question. And it's always so ever evolving. Um, yeah, I guess in this exact moment, what's coming through? I'm Olivia. Obviously, as you said, I am a woman. I am a mother. I am a mentor, a teacher, a guide, a birth keeper, um, and a women's coach. And so I currently live in North Carolina. Um, we'll be moving back to Minnesota sometime soon, which is where I'm from me and my husband. So that feels exciting. Um, my son, Zeke, my first baby awakened me, blew me wide open. Um, what had already been awakened, like amplified everything and really brought so much clarity to me through and having him in 2020, the the great awakening um, collectively. And so having him kind of bringing me and leading me and guiding me through that um, really brought me into my deeper into my intuition, um, deeper into my womb consciousness, deeper into uh, what it means to be a woman and a mother in a time where the world is deeply, deeply hurting and needs us to rise up and lead. Um, and so that was a, a big catalyst for me. And then going into birth work, obviously, because I'm like, wow, we need more women birthing in their power. Um, and I don't know the exact author of this quote. And so I'm going to mess it up, but she says, peace on earth begins at birth. And I do believe that if we heal women, we heal mothers, we heal birth, we will heal the planet. And so that's where I'm at today is just carrying that mission and that message and medicine out in whatever way it wants to come through me. And uh, by the time you listen to this, it could have evolved to another layer. I just am so surrendered to wherever I am guided. And I just, as crazy as that is, I just, I let it flow. So here we are. Mm. (laughs) Remind me, you're like a, you're a, I know you have a three in your profile, Mm-hmm. but you're not a one, three, right? I'm a six, three yeah. and, um, self-projected projector, cancer, sun, Taurus, moon, Virgo rising, okay. lots of Leo, lots of Leo in there too. Okay. Mm-hmm. I know that we share the three and mm-hmm. that's your, your energy in general, just because you're so fiery and so intuitive, it just attracted me naturally to you. (laughs) And then, yeah. And then getting to know you and witnessing you shift and evolve through your journey. Mm -hmm. And I, I'm very similar in that I'm, I'm very progressive. I'm constantly moving. Mm -hmm. And when we, as we were getting ready to record this and I asked you what's on your heart and you're just like, (laughs) fuck the systems, you know? And I was like, actually, yes. Like, let's talk about that because I would love to unpack this a little bit because as I've evolved on my journey and as I, I put new things out there, like I have a new offering out there right now called Nirvana and it's meant to be like a create your own adventure sort of experience. And Mm. I, it's so interesting to me because I'm getting all these questions from people that want me to put it in a box and want me Mm. to be like, well, this is exactly what it is. And this is what you Mm -hmm. get. And, and to me, that feels like a system, you know, Mm -hmm. it feels like as much as I'm trying to get away from that, it's like people are, are constantly challenging me and the things that I'm offering to come mm-hmm. back into the system or mm-hmm. even the way that I'm showing up on social, like, <clears throat> and just the way that, and I don't even identify as being a coach, but the way they say to like show up and market yourself, right. Mm-hmm. As a quote unquote coach or a teacher or guide in this world, mm-hmm. it's just, it's really interesting to me to watch all of that and how it, it's not just people asking me, but sometimes I find myself trying to put me back into the system. And mm-hmm. I'm just like, wait, no, I don't want to be there. Like, why am I, but it's this pull that mm-hmm. it's just kind of naturally there in the world that we live in currently. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like I just threw a lot at you, but I'd love to mm-hmm. just start, let's just start ping ponging. 
on it. Mm, I know. Well, and it's, it's so interesting because when we set the intention for this and like really tuned in, it's like honesty. And so I'll be honest too, when it comes to fuck the systems, I also mean fuck the system at large um, collectively. And we don't, I mean, I don't know how far we want to go into that, but um, I recently started yesterday, actually the radical birth keeper school with free birth society. And one of the things we unpack is the history and politics of midwifery and traditional midwifery versus regulated midwifery and how very kind of short answer midwifery and women's health and women's, you know, was women's work um, and healing was women's work. And it was very much the women were healers and the wise women of society and people went to them to be healed and went to them to be um, tended to through all of the different rites of passage and all the different things that happened between birth and death and life all in between. And women were revered and respected and honored. And then here comes, you know, patriarchal systems and structures needed infrastructure, needed systems, needed power dynamics to keep everything running, needed labor. So then some people became greater and better than others. Some people became subordinate. Like there's this whole kind of craziness. Then comes religion, the Abrahamic religions, which obviously then created, like legitimized these systems at play. And then here we go. Like we just kind of keep going now. Then birth was taken from women. Birth was now something that, you know, as Yolanda, one of my teachers, says, we can't just have these crazy women running around and giving birth. Like that's crazy. We can't just have women supporting women in birth without rules and guidelines. Like that's reckless. That's crazy. Um, even though we had been doing it for all of these, you know, centuries prior and these lifetimes prior So then they regulated birth, which is like the most natural process that we can go through. And we created a system and then the system is for profit. So then the system benefits off of people being sick and off of people needing rescuing and this whole kind of mind fuck in there from start to finish. And here we are today awakening to the torture, abuse, atrocities, very much um, injustices and inequity within these systems at play. So, I mean, we could go like zoom out and you've got like patriarchal systems. Um, You've got all the different things and layers to that. And that then shows up in work. And now our callings, our missions, our purpose, our medicine becomes okay, how do we make money from this? Which I'm all about, obviously. Yes, yes, yes. You deserve to be paid and you deserve to be paid well. Your your work is of high service. And at the same time, now it's a job. It's an occupation. It's work. It needs to be made sense of. It needs to be digestible to human beings. And we very much kind of um, washed over the flow and intuition and the energy of it, the resonance and the frequency of it. And we made it very like black and white. Okay. Here's this. Can you chew it? Do you understand it logically versus women buy with their emotions, women buy with their feelings, women buy with their energy. And we get that stir in our bellies and we either feel pulled or we get that rejection in the body. And however that shows up for you, maybe it's a tightening and a contracting. And we were like, Nope, that's not for me. Like I don't even read sales pages. First of all, I don't read bios. I don't care. I feel something. I want it. I go get it. I figure out how to make it happen. Or I say, I want that later. Or I say, I don't want that. And it's like as simple as that. So I do believe that certain systems within, especially if you're wanting to scale your business and have it run without you, could be helpful. And I think OBMs and VAs and different people that that's how their brain works. Those Virgos and Capricorns out there, beautiful. Let them do that and bring them in, like hire that aspect out. And like, we're missing the magic and the creative expression and like the ease within it. And like the deep self-trust and the deep trust of other adults (laughs) to be able to make decisions without me having to handhold you through the process. Does that make sense? It does. Yeah, it does. Yes. I, (laughs) oh my gosh. So I threw a lot right back at you. No, it's perfect. (laughs) I'm here for it. Um, you know, I, I'm at this place where I'm, I'm still building and, you know, trying to build in a way that is scalable because I do want to grow, not just not just to make money, but to support the things that I'm passionate about 
in this world, you know? Um, and it's so interesting because yeah, I'm, I'm listening to trainings right now about Mm. scaling and building and all of that. Right. And you're and we hear these things like, you know, connect with people at their pain points. And, um, if you're trading time for money, then it's not scalable. And when I hear you talk about like, we're missing the magic. Like when we, when we go to put these systems together, like we lose the magic, we lose that connection. I love deep connection. And it's, it's so, it's so interesting to me because there's a way that I really love. I love to serve, you know, I love to, I love to work with people one-on-one individually or in small groups where I very much know each person intimately. Yeah. And so I love that piece of it. And when I think about, I could be putting trainings out there that can meet people where they are so that they can at least access some of the work. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But then I start to question like, well, first of all, like I'm not really connecting with them intimately and that doesn't feel great to me. Mm -hmm. Um, and how do I know that it's really serving them? Mm -hmm. And is that my responsibility to know that or us as healers and guides, do we like, is it, is it better to just cast it wide and, and, you know, just be like, here's, here's a a lot of stuff, like, and just whatever you feel, like you said, if I feel the energy of that, and I want to connect with that, then I'm going to connect with that. And then it just Mm -hmm. like, we have to let go of the other person's experience Mm -hmm. of our message. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. It's it's just, it is, it is an interesting thing to navigate. Mm -hmm. Mm Um, you know, in, making something that's scalable that will reach people because at the end of the day, I, I want more people to feel the things that I feel when I'm connected deeply to my intuition and my body and Mm -hmm. my purpose and my mission. And I, I know those things about myself and I get to live and create from that space. And there are so many people walking around disconnected so if mm-hmm. I can even offer a small piece that brings them back to that little connection, mm-hmm. you know, then is that enough? I want to say the short answer is yes. <laughs> you know what? Something interesting, Kristen, is that Alex actually in the mastermind that we were in together, mm-hmm. the, the membership mastermind, whatever you want to call it, experience. Um, she reflected that to me where I, I had a fear of, well, can we just meet monthly? And like, not have a group chat and like, is everyone going to be okay? And she was like, yes, (laughs) like sometimes that's all people want. And I was like, of course, like, you know that, but it is the, for me at least, and and you can tell me if this resonates with you or not for me, it was my wounded feminine of wanting to caretake. Um, There was an aspect of me that's also like, yes, that deep passion of like, I want, I long to connect with everyone and go deep and go intimate. I'm not here for like the short stuff. I'm not here. I don't want to have, I always told myself, I don't want to be someone that goes like quantity and like far and wide. I want to go like narrow quality over quantity, depth conversation, really making sure the intimacy is there because that's what I get off on. And also the truth is there's only one of you. And so eventually you're going to cap out unless you charge, you know, big amounts of money, which you can do if that's what feels good for you. I don't think this is black and white, right or wrong, good or bad. Um, there's obviously so many layers to this and so many nuances within it and so many options, but I think it is asking what's the intent, like what's the energy behind this. And for me, it was like, well, what if they need me? And what if they don't, or like, what if they, they do maybe, but like, I can trust them to hold themselves in it. And if they want to book a call or they want to go further, I can trust them as sovereign. And I can trust that they will reach out to me and we can go from there, but I don't have to like hook in and caretake and manage their experience of my work. And I can honor that I might be misunderstood. I, it might get misconstrued. It might get digested in a way that maybe I didn't fully mean, or they might come into a resistance point, but that's, it's not about me. It's about them. And like then trusting them to know what they need. 
and like letting that be that. Um, because the truth is I go to some people's pages and if they don't have something personally that I can like plug into quickly and easily, like an easy hell yes, without thinking about it of like, let me see if this can work for me. Um, like a workshop or something, or like a small call or whatever, or a podcast or something free. Even I want to sometimes I'm like, Oh, I feel called to this. And I want to like feel into it a layer deeper before I'm like, sign me up for the $50,000 coaching program, you know? So it's, I think that those things can be valuable, but it's just, where's the energy coming from for you? Because there is no right or wrong, Yeah, but it gets to be easy, you know? Yeah. And I'm constantly evaluating the things that I'm doing and the, what I'm putting energy into, because I'm, I decided to build a business that is in alignment with me, not go out and figure out what are these million dollar fucking systems out here that work and take you to X number figures, whatever. Like there's so many things that we can tap into, Mm -hmm. but I decided, no, I'm not going to do it anyone else's way, but my way. Mm -hmm. And so I, two things here, number one, Mm -hmm. like, I'm curious where, where you balance that like desire to, this has to be my way. Right. And we're constantly trying to figure it out, especially us as experimenters. Right. I know. <laughs> so like, where do you balance that versus like, okay, just like make it simple and like follow like a system. Right. Mm-hmm. Versus. So there's that, that piece. And then the other thing is that I've been thinking about as an experimenter, because I do change things so often. Mm-hmm. I actually was on a friend, uh, a call with a friend the other day, and we, we tune in on some things for each other and stuff like that. And, and I was asking her, you know, as I'm getting ready to go out on the road again and, and just start, yeah. Um, kicking up my journey again, Mm -hmm. I was asking her to look at like anything that is in the way of me stepping into overflow and just letting, letting my business support me, mm-hmm. letting myself surrender into the connections that I meet as I'm walking on the river walk in San Antonio or like, mm-hmm. you know, just, just <clears throat> allowing all of that. Right. And one thing she said to me is she said, overflow is asking for consistency. Mm-hmm. And so I've decided that for the mm-hmm. next, at least three months, we'll see if I can I mean, if I can last that long, we'll see where I focus on just really solidifying and rooting in the foundation that I have in my business without changing things or without, yeah. Uh Um, and it Uh doesn't mean that I can't experiment a little, but like just me going into creation and wanting to create Mm -hmm. a new offer, like, Oh, let's do try this now instead. But, Mm -hmm. um, experimenting in a bigger way, I would say. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm curious what your perspective on that is, because if, if we're not as experimenters, and I actually brought this up with Ardelia Lee, who was on my podcast, she does projector work. I don't know if you oh, follow her nice. at all. No, I don't know her. But she, um, I asked her if we have a bias because mm. we're threes to like encourage people to always be experimenting. Like, is that our bias? Cause we don't really know any other way. Right. <laughs> right. Right. And right. She was like, Oh my gosh. Like, I don't know if it's a bias. Right. So I'm mm. curious if like, if we stopped experimenting, mm. like, I mean, honoring our experimenting, but if we just stopped for like a small period of time, could we let that energy sink in and root in, in a way that really will support us? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. good question the first thing that comes through for that for me intuitively is like what are you afraid of you know and I have to ask myself that sometimes too of like what am I afraid of by being all the way here yeah and like fully occupying this space um that was actually in my gene keys reading I had it when I was pregnant I need to go I literally have like had it come back in my life so many times of like go watch that recording go dive in because I just didn't have the capacity for it at the time. I'm about um, to do the same. And the one way. of mine, yeah, one of mine was like the 
I'm if he said it was like half in and half out is like the shadow. But if, if I want to like tap into the gift of that gene key, and I don't remember which one it was, I have to be fully devoted, like devotion. And that's what I see it as even changing the verbiage. Cause consistency to me makes me think of network marketing personally. (laughs) It has a little in my body. (laughs) Um, no shade to anyone that does network marketing. I've been there. Um, a couple of times. And, uh, I, the consistency reminds me of that. And like the rigidity, it feels very rigid in my personal meaning of it in my body. And that's why I think language matters. Know how that shows up in your body and what that brings up for you and your visceral response for me. I hate it. Um, so for me, I look at it as devotion instead of like the discipline, um, Jenna black, I know you watched the training in the summit where she said, you know, instead of having these goals, can we have a vision and a desire? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, yes, like sink your teeth into that. So to me, devotion to my offerings and devotion to my medicine and the way of like fully being all the way here and challenging myself, I think feels personally really good. Um, I also don't know how much this has to do with the six versus the three in my profile, but it's like the first 30 years you're experimenting and then 30 to 60, it's like, you're on the roof looking down and then like you're back in 60 to 90, right? Is that the six or the three? That's the six. That's the six. Yeah. Okay. So that's how I see it too. I worked with, um, Madison Morgan, who's one of the only business coaches personally, I've had many and I I do find value in all of them. And I I have pulled pieces from all of them and I have so much respect and reverence for them. And Madison is someone who has, she embodies integrity on such an insane level. And I actually did a business mastermind with her this past fall, summer, fall. And she's like, so to kind of even circle back to the first question of like, how do you like take on other people's systems versus staying in your own lane and like just doing it your way? Um, I worked with someone that I was like, I, I don't want to copy paste you. I don't want you to tell me always what to do, but I do want to have a peek into the integrity and like the, how does your business flow? Cause she's been able to scale. She's been able to stay consistent. Like I'm very in awe of her and I've yeah. been coaching just as long as she has. So I was like, okay, I want to get in here. So I hired her, her business mastermind, serve it up. I don't get anything for that. I just really loved it. And I, I take her systems, but then I weave in and breathe in my own energy to it and my own flair to it. And I'm like, eh, yeah, that doesn't. And I, for me, it's feeling what my body says versus what my mind says. Cause my mind might have a like, but it's in my body. It might be like, okay, but it just doesn't feel safe. So like, what do we need here to feel safe in this? And then deciding from there, because I will say like another layer to this, I had some trauma from coaching the coaching industry to a certain degree at one point that no one didn't. I mean, it was just the way it was perceived in my body. Again, I have so much respect and I've done a lot of healing and actually rekindled many relationships um, that I had felt like I had some um, like wounding from. And I've actually like just very recently even been reaching out to those people and being like, I love you. Let's like, you know, this is what's present for me. I had some really beautiful healing and and completion there. But the reason I say that is because I would, I, when I left that realm and I was like, you know, oh my God, I've been wronged. I've been hurt. And I have this trauma now and this wounding. Now I pushed everything that I learned from them away of like, I will never touch that. That is wrong. That is bad. I did this with religion too. I left religion and I was like, oh my God, it's, it's awful. And these people, and I had so much judgment and you know, I don't want to say hate, that feels strong, but, um, distaste. And I was like, I don't want anything to do with this. Once I healed within myself, I was able to now see like, wow, I actually learned so much from this. And wow, I actually resonate with aspects of this. And that doesn't feel good to me, but wow, like this was so eye opening. And I've been able to weave some of that back into my business and into my spirituality. If I think like church and spirituality and faith, um, that I was able to find the pieces that did resonate with me. And so I'm able to have, you know, these little pieces, but I make it my own. And then I know my body and I trust my body so deeply that when I am grounded and I am safe and I am regulated, okay, what is my body communicating with me about what is working and what isn't or what is sustainable and what's not. 
and I ebb and I flow from there, but I do have to check myself with my mm-hmm. line three. I don't use it as an excuse to be like, fuck it all. And like, <laughs> you know, and vomiting everywhere. Cause that feels fractured and fragmented too. And, and unintentional and it's sacred work. So it's like, okay, where's this coming from that I want to shift? And does it feel like my whole body is like, yes, this is what is meant for you versus, oh, she's running again. Oop, she's afraid. Oop, she's dipping out. Oop, and this is the upper limit. And like those types of things that can play out. And I have to be responsible, self-responsible for how I show up and how I navigate those things. Yeah. 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 Where I I do something very similar and, you know, that I, I listen because I, I get a ton of creative ideas, just listening to podcasts and just listening to people that, you know, are lit up and they're in their passion and, and that, and it, it's Mm. exciting for me to be around those people. And, Mm -hmm. and I'll get ideas and I'll take pieces too, the same thing. And I kind of make it my own. And I, Mm -hmm. I think where I try to balance is like, where am I, where am I just not accepting something Mm -hmm. for what it is out of my own safety even. So then Mm -hmm. it becomes like, how are you balancing safety and expansion? Because Mm -hmm. if we just stayed safe in our bodies all the time, Mm -hmm. right. Then when are we expanding? And am I rejecting this piece of this system because Mm -hmm. it doesn't feel good in my body, even though I'm grounded and I know that, but really Mm -hmm. it would be good for me to expand into that. Mm -hmm. Like, where is, you know what I mean? Like, that's Mm -hmm. what I'm constantly, like you said, I'm constantly challenging myself too. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I think I can get lost in that, you know, Mm -hmm. cause then I, then I'm like, you know, when we were in our mastermind and you were like, okay, like, are we just making up problems here or, (laughs) or is this like an actual problem? So I think that's where, yeah, that's where I'm still trying to navigate. Like, where am I holding myself back out of my own safety and these imprints that I have within me? Mm, That's the money. And that's it because expansion and growth requires risk sometimes. Like we've got to get out of our, you know, comfort zone. Like, so cheesy and and overused, but true. Like you, it's not always comfortable. So I think it's a beautiful point that you made Kristen of like, yeah, like where am I? It doesn't always feel good. Like what's meant for you. Isn't always like, Oh, it's just what feels good. It also is sometimes like, Oh my God, I want to vomit. Like when I signed up for the radical birth keeper school, I was like, Oh my God, this is not the time for me to do this. Like, this is uncomfortable. Like, how am I going to make this work? And my mind went crazy. And my body was like, And also there was like this holy yes, deep in my bones that I was like, fuck, I can't ignore that. Like, okay, fine. And I was able to hold myself in the discomfort, hold myself in the risk that is involved and still make that decision and still bring myself there. And then it's up to me to regulate at that new level, regulate at this expanded and this kind of, um, energetic minimum increasing. Right. And so even like when you bring in a, a big amount of money and it feels, uh, uh, this feels unsafe. Oh my God. Like it doesn't always feel good. And also it, it's, it is good. It's just, how do you hold yourself and tend to yourself in that, um, so that you can create the safety there and you can regulate to this new caliber, um, which is important. So I think that's a really good point. Cause it's not just like love and light. It always feels good. And also sometimes it feels really freaking scary. And sometimes it's like, this is like, I'm vomiting while I'm doing this, but it's like knowing the difference between the bodily responses of rejection versus this is actually what's meant for you. And can you hold yourself in the discomfort of this newness Mm -hmm. for sure? Mm -hmm. Do you want to share some of those practices that you use for self-regulation? Because that's a huge part of your work with the somatic work that you've just done so many things from sexuality. And I mean, there's so many pieces, right? Which by side note, total side note. Yeah. I am excited about getting into exploring some relationships where I get to Mm. surrender Mm. to my body and to a man. Mm. I just wanted to say that to you because we haven't talked personally in a while. And I'm Mm. just, I think that some of this stuff 
this, yes, there's self-regulation and there's also some things that really work experiential with Mm -hmm. another person too, Mm -hmm. whether that's in a romantic relationship or not. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Co-regulation. Wanted wanted to say that as a side note. Yeah. There's something really powerful when a man or a partner or a friend or anyone can like be the grounding presence for you and like help you co-regulate, especially when this, this work is maybe newer. And you're like, uh, for example, people that have lived such a chaotic life that they don't know what normal feels like. They don't know what peace or safety or calm feels like in the body. So they are always activated. So sometimes they need, it's like a child, you know, they don't know how to self-regulate. They need mom to like take those deep breaths and to hold them chest to chest and be able to nurture them so that they're able to like, oh, this is what we're doing. And they're co-regulating. And then they're able to like bring the baby's energy back to like this, this neutrality. So for me, and I'm super excited for you, by the way. Yes. <laughs> ah, little side note. Love that. Um, yeah. So for me, oh, I'm like, where do I even begin? There's so many here. And, and I, I guess like this obvious one that I'm sure many of us know, or maybe not, and that's okay, is the, the breath, the power that you have in your breath. Um, noticing it's, it's about a gentle noticing always when it comes to nervous system, I don't want anyone to go into this and you could go scientific and you could go into like the vagal response and beautiful. Um, but for me, that's not where my heart is. My heart is very much in like the energetic of it and like the somatic experience of it. And so for me, simply noticing and having compassion and a gentleness towards myself of where I'm at and how my body is responding and how my breath is, is responding to that as well. And and working with that in different situations is how I regulate. So for me, if I feel my breath and really for anyone feeling your breath up in your chest and feeling this tightness and feeling up here, like it's hard to take a deep breath, that is mostly going to mean that you are in this fight or flight. You are in anxiety. You are having this moment where you are dysregulated And you are going to want to notice your breath and then consciously breathe into the lower belly, let your whole belly expand and then breathing out and breathing in and breathing and like bringing the breath from up in the chest down into the lower belly, down into the womb space, down into your root and feel yourself rooting in and like filling up your pelvic bowl with this breath so that you're anchored and grounded back in. We've now gone from sympathetic nervous system up in the top to this, to the parasympathetic, the rest and restore state. This is where we digest doing this while you're eating is important so that you're able to digest your food, doing this, um, when you're healing and really holding yourself there. So you're able to integrate super, super important. So something super simple, the breath, just noticing it, deepening it, softening your body, expanding your lower belly. And if, you're not able to access that. That's okay. Just even having the awareness of like, okay, can I even like a little bit drop it? Even just like from like up, 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 down, just an inch. Can I, and like work with yourself and massaging it and really just being again, gentle, 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 titrating. We go in a little bit, we pull back, we go in a little bit more, we pull back and doing this safely is really important. It's not as easy as like just flipping a switch sometimes, especially if this is newer especially like I mentioned, if you do live a life of like, oh my gosh, I've never done that before. This might take a minute and that's okay. It's all right. Your body is brilliant and your body is always responding to your environment exactly as it is meant to, to protect you always. So there's nothing is broken. Nothing has gone wrong. Nothing is wrong. Breathe here, be here. Um, Another practice that I really like to regulate is anything that is going to bring me into the body. So a lot of times for me, when I'm dysregulated, it's in my mind. Um, I'm like spinning. I'm anxious. I'm like, I'm like fluttery. I'm scattered. So for me, anything that can bring me a pause and come back into the body. So breath is beautiful and breath can work in, you know, um, relationship with what I'm going to say, but um, breast massage Um, even just like massaging the arms and like squeezing the arms, feeling the feet and noticing the sensation when they meet the floor, womb massage and just getting some oil and rubbing it on the lower belly and down into the womb space. 
um, holding your hands, your palm of your hand firmly against your yoni. So your vulva, your vagina, everything in, in that area and just pressing firmly. This is something I love to do personally. Um, even when Joe does it, my husband, when we've just been intimate and you know, the energy is moving and post-orgasm and you're like, ah, I'm like flying. And he grounds me back down by just like placing his hand there. And I'm able to like catch my breath and bring me back into the body if I've left it all. Um, but you can do that yourself as well. Um, hmm. Even just feeling like you'll sit and you can um, spread your bum cheeks and you can place your yoni where it's kissing the ground, like feel everything touch the floor, touch the bed beneath you, feel that connection to the earth and hip circles are really great. Uh, making an S shape serpent like movement in your spine. Like just, again, it's bringing you back into the body, bringing you back into your pelvic root, right? Your, your root, your sacral chakra, everything in your lower extremities. It's bringing you back into this connection with earth, with the great mother, um, with your lower chakras, really making sure you feel rooted because especially even in spirituality and spirituality and energetic work and in a life that pulls us out of our center often in many, many ways and keeps us disembodied, keeps us disassociated, wants us hijacked, wants us distorted and hooked in. Um, I mean, it's how we've all been raised societally and culturally. I mean, I'm not going to say all of us, that's a big overgeneralization. The vast majority of us, especially here in the West, we've been pulled out of our center and hijacked and spinning and, and we're hooked into distortion constantly. We've been taught it's not safe to be in the body. So all of these things can be trauma and be, you know, be perceived as trauma in the body. We're not able to digest it. It feels unsafe to be in the body. So bringing ourselves back in gently and slowly and compassionately and taking it one breath and one touch at a time can be really, really powerful for helping us to regulate. And again, not forcing anything or pushing yourself anywhere. One of my teachers, Jasmine Rose says that your breath is your barometer, knowing your breath. If it starts to go <gasps> up here, okay, well then maybe that's pushing it too far. Can you breathe a little bit deeper and pull back a little bit and really trusting your body and trusting your hands and trusting your breath and trusting where you're feeling pulled in the body. Um, and for me, being embodied, um, being in a body, <laughs> quite literally, um, being regulated is about being present. And if I can be present, it's in my body. And it means I'm like fully occupying and fully taking up my space and my field and my body in that moment. Um, and for me, that helps to bring me back down to earth as yeah. well. Yeah. Yeah. At that summit, <clears throat> I don't remember which speaker it was, but somebody was talking about nervous system regulation. And one of the things she talked about was that sometimes for people who have never really felt safety in their body or, or don't, they're not conscious of that right, mm -hmm. right now mm -hmm, mm -hmm. to have them look at external things. And I mm -hmm. thought that was such a powerful reminder mm -hmm. um, because it's for me, I mean, if I think back to I, I know when I started working with a therapist, like when I was finding safety in my body again, mm -hmm. you know, but I, I haven't been there in so long. My, my instinct is to take someone back to the breath and something internal. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think just for anyone who's listening, who just can't even find safety in that mm -hmm. finding safety in the environment, you know, like, am mm -hmm. I safe? Am I safe right here? Am I, am I being held mm -hmm. by this chair that I'm in? Mm -hmm. Um, I, I just thought that was a really powerful reminder that I wanted to mention here since mm -hmm. we're talking. Mm -hmm. I also very recently, I haven't had, um, a lot of like, I guess what I would call like visceral trauma responses in my body and my life. Like I, I guess in a, in a way that I'm just like, holy shit, that was, that was a trauma mm -hmm. response. Right. Mm -hmm. And I had one in the last week where wow. I was having an interaction with a dear friend of mine. Um, and I was super triggered, like really fast. I was reacting and I was shaking. And that wow. was the first time that that's 
like ever happened to me. Wow. Um, and I was like, oh my gosh, like what is happening here? And it wasn't even something that was like, it's the, that's the, the interesting thing about working through our trauma is that it can so often be triggered by something so minute. And like, I mean, as much as like, I mean, just as simple as like putting your hairbrush down on the kitchen table or something. And like, somebody says to you, like, that's not where this belongs. Like yeah. just, just simple yeah. things like that. Right. And, and what people don't get who aren't in the work, they don't get that, 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 that moment takes you back do something like they don't understand that. And then they're just like, why the fuck is she reacting about a hairbrush? Like, you know what I mean? It's it's seemingly small consciously, but it's that it's the unconscious. It's the subconscious that's having that response. And so it is like in my, you know, 30 year old body, I'm like, what the what? Like she's freaking out about a hairbrush, but like (laughs) the seven year old inside of her is like, Oh my God, it's the hairbrush. Oh my God. Like, and it's triggering something. So it is like when we have these trauma responses, um, it's not always, it's not the event that happened. A lot of us think it's these like big T traumas and it's this major event. I mean, coming into this work, I was like, I don't have any trauma. And I remember my therapist was like, Oh, Oh, okay. <laughs> we're going to go into that. Um, and not to say like, we've got to like dig and find it, but it was in noticing and, and really honoring and validating within myself that there was trauma. And it was more so like little T trauma. It was not having my needs met. It was the times that I didn't feel seen, the times I didn't feel accepted, the times that I felt wronged, the times that it was, I mean, I think it's Peter Levine that says anything that's too fast, too much. Um, it's too fast, too much and too fast, too much. And there's another two. And I'm totally slipping my brain, mom brain at this moment. I'm about to eat dinner. So I know it's like, I'll get my fuel in me. It's going to come to me. Um, but it is, it's too fast and too much. And whatever the other two is, it's anything that the body perceives as even a potential threat and not having our needs met is a threat to the, to the survival, especially as a young child, which is where a lot of this comes from because we don't have the wherewithal or the capacity yet or the understanding to like hold ourselves in that. So when the hairbrush hits the table, it's being able to be like, okay, I'm having this reaction and can I meet myself there? Can I hold myself there? Can I hold that little girl within me? Even if I don't know when that happened in my life and just say like, okay, Kristen, like I see you and having those moments. And I know, you know that, um, but those listening and, and it is, it's like, every single one of us has trauma in some way. And it's validating that it's not a competition or whose trauma is, you know, sexier and bigger and darker. It's that we all have it and we all are, are worthy of being validated and expressed and held and met and witnessed in that so that we can feel it and we can alchemize it and we can move those fragments and that, that, you know, energy through the body and come back to our inherent wholeness because we are whole. We're not broken. We're not, our trauma is not who we are. It's not our identity. Our emotions are not who we are. Um, It really is so much deeper than that. And so we are whole, we are healed and we are free at the root of who we are. And it's just always like, we're constantly coming back to that. And remembering that over and over and over again until we pass on and go wherever we go next. Um, But I will say too, I think it was Laura, Laura something, I don't know her last name that spoke on nervous system in the summit. And that external piece is so important. And it's why something so simple that I say at the end of a lot of my somatic meditations is, okay, open your eyes, notice the four walls around you, notice the colors, notice the textures, because you are like in this moment, I'm safe. In this moment, if you're driving, driving in your car, I mean, I want to say you're safe, but you also, there's risk there, right? (laughs) Um, So safety is subjective, but in this moment, I'm safe. The lights are on dinner's being made. I'm here with my friend. We're having an honest conversation. Like everything's okay in my mind or in my body. I can start to spin out into the future, which creates the anxiety or the past, which is going to bring the regret and the shame and the depression and these different aspects And so it's being able to come back to that present moment. And in these four walls, in this exact moment in time, if I am all the way here now, which Peter Crone talks a lot about beautifully, um, I'm safe. Yeah. And that, can I tap into what that feels like right now? And can I allow myself to be here? And if not, 
okay, well then what do I need? Do I need a friend? Do I need a mentor? Do I need a partner right now to co-regulate and to help me remember, not learn because we all yeah. know it's yeah. just forgotten, um, remember what safety feels like in the body. Absolutely. And sometimes when I have those triggers, mm-hmm. it's a, it's an immediate, I can trace it back to where it came from. Mm-hmm. I have those, but in this experience that I had last week, it was not one of those moments. So I, I literally was rubbing my chest and I was like, it's okay. Cause I knew there was a little girl that was like super upset and unsafe in there, you know? And I was like, it's okay. And I, I didn't, I, I noticed my mind wanting to figure out where is this coming from? But then I was like, you know what, sometimes, and and I know we've talked a lot about this too, in the mastermind, you know, there's some, sometimes if I'm, if I am able to notice it and, and the emotion is complete, Mm -hmm. then, then I can look at, okay, what do I need to know to clear that experience? Like through my intuitive work that, that I, that I do Mm. in the subconscious, but there are other times then when I, I just need to ride the emotions, um, for a little bit. And that's what I did. And actually later on, when I journaled about it, um, what came through was it was, it was triggered by a past life trauma. And so I was able to trace it back and clear through all these past lives. And it was really amazing, you know, but I, like, I just wanted to share that, um, there's different ways and other ways I've, I've also just said, like, I'm feeling anxiety right now. Like it's just mm-hmm. about me calling the emotion out. Um, mm-hmm. And to me, it's just a matter of not letting it control me then um, mm-hmm. or take over my body is a better word. I haven't spiraled into that emotion because I'm just like, okay, I see you. And I'll let you be there, but I'm not going to like feed into you and get lost in you. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And that's just the way that I've, I've managed it or learned to. But I, I think, as you said, like your body knows the way. And, you know, once you learn how your body responds and what feels good to you and what is safe and all of that, like mm-hmm. then those, those things will naturally come to you, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, it does circle us right all the way back to the beginning, but yeah, I love, I'm like, Oh yeah. I love that. I said that your body knows the way, like that's a quote, that's a title, that's something it's there. Um, and that's, I think, Oh, the Peter Levine thing. I think it's too fast, too much, too soon is okay. what the three yeah. twos are. And I'll double check that, but I'm pretty <laughs> sure that's what it is. I'm like, I need nourishment. Um, but it really is. It's, it's this, mm, the safety aspect and the, the not allowing it to take us over part. And it's about meeting ourselves in it. And it's about holding ourselves in it. And I mean, trauma is so tricky because it, it, it isn't mental. I mean, that's why to me, talk therapy only got me so far, which it was beautiful. I'm a self-projected processor. I process mm-hmm. out loud. Hi, that's why we're here. That's why I have a podcast <laughs> myself. I talk, I talk, I talk, I talk all day. Um, And the next layer has always been in the body because the body, you know, as the book says, the body keeps the score. The body never lies. The body always remembers the body is so, you know, intrinsically intelligent and it holds this, this consciousness and this knowingness that I can't put into words in the English language. Um, It could be this life trauma. It could be from childhood. It could be ancestral trauma. We carry that in our bodies and that in our wombs. Um, it could be, you know, that, that generational aspect, it could be past life trauma. It could be, you know, you absorbed something from somebody else and you need to send that right back because yeah. it's not yours. Like, yeah. so it is, it's coming back to the body and getting to know these sensations and these cues and these messages that she's constantly sending you so that you are able to know, and it, you don't have to make sense of it. It's feeling it. It's expressing it. It's holding yourself in it. It's validating it. Um, it's not about figuring it out because that's just another false illusion of safety because then we, then we've made sense of it. I mean, there's, 
there's certain, a certain trauma that I know that I can't recall in my mind, but I can feel it in my body that like, I keep wanting to figure out because then I can liberate myself from it. But every time I do that, I'm like, I'm not getting anywhere. And then my body asks me to return, come back to me, come back to me. Like we don't need to know. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's not, it's not relevant information. It's not, I can't change it. Um, and really my body might be protecting me by not telling me what it is, because then that could open up something that maybe we don't have the capacity or we don't even have the desire to go into. So it is like trusting your body, but most of us, a large majority, especially women, we, we've been taught to not trust our bodies from a very young age, which is why I have a job. <laughs> it's why I'm employed. It's why I am able to pay, pay my bills and feed my family, which I'm grateful for. Um, but it also is heart-wrenching and heartbreaking that so many of us don't even know what that feels like. Um, and that's that conviction and that yearning and that longing in my body that keeps bringing me back to like, you know, anytime I'm like, I'm just going to be a mom. And like, that's amazing. Don't get me wrong. But like my body is like, no, like the women, the yeah. women are, are asking for <laughs> you to lead and for you to come hold them. And I'm like, okay. So it is that, that aspect where I'm like, okay. I mean, I make the joke that like, this is why I'll forever have a job. Um, I don't mean that in like to make light of it because it's, it's very heavy and um, it is, it's heartbreaking. And that's the calling the feminine, her purpose, her move, her movement, her, her mission comes from where she's moved. And like, what is that visceral response of like, my heart is breaking and my heart breaks for the women and the mothers and the babies. And, and that's why I do the work I do. Yes. Yes. That's why many of us do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It is about the remembering. And I love, I love that you said the body remembers even when I do my readings and I'm looking in the subconscious at the beliefs and I'm just like, okay, this is here. Sometimes often I will ask into the root, like, so that we can pull that root piece out. But sometimes the intuition is like, no, like they don't actually need to know the root of it. They just need the acknowledgement of the fact that it's there. And then we, come out with truth and mm-hmm. the super conscious messages. And mm-hmm. well, but- and I'll say that though, Kristen too, I want to make sure that that's known. Like the, the mind isn't like obsolete. The mind has a place. Um, those limiting beliefs. I mean, even recently I've had, I found myself getting called back to like, okay, like the basics and the basics for me in self-development and in healing was limiting beliefs. And like, you know, we're never too good for, for the basics, the mind, and the subconscious in that aspect does play a really big role. It's just also to me, it's like working with the holds, the integrative experience, which is going to be energetic. It's going to be mental. It's going to be um, spirit. It's going to be body. So there are these different layers and these different modalities and these different ways I can play with each. And the mindset work does matter. I don't think we ever get away from that because we're human and we're constantly thinking. So it is also being able to course correct. Oh, I'm believing that thing again, or, Oh, there's that thing again. And like calling it back and changing it and the body, but it's, I don't think it's a either, or it's a, this and to me. Absolutely. And the work, the work that I do specifically is bridging the subconscious and superconscious. So it's not like, I don't actually look at it as mindset work. So it's, it's, Mm -hmm. it is interesting um, Mm -hmm. because I'm pulling from like the soul contract and I'm pulling in in that world as well. So it is, it is like an interesting bridge, but Mm -hmm. I agree. Like it's, it's all of the things. And that's why I love to be connected with, you know, people like you and and some of the other Mm -hmm. healers and guides that I know so that I can say like, yeah, like this is my modality, but there are a million other ones out there as well that get Mm -hmm. you connected back to the body. Mm -hmm. And, and that's why we all get to be out here sharing our wisdom and like Mm -hmm. what resonates Mm -hmm. with you and is pulling you is beautiful, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And it's, again, it's trusting that okay, well, everyone's doing somatic work. Do I need to go do that? No. Oh, everyone's yeah. doing Akashic Records work. No, right, right. stay in your lane <laughs> and like own your modality. And if you feel called to like train in something and, and expand in something, again, beautiful experimenters, we see you. Um, and like, where are you feeling called to be? And like, don't, like that has a place. You don't have to know everything and do everything. Like that's why we all work together as the whole, because we're all, 
taking up the full space of where we are called and, and have a purpose to be. And for me, it's, it's energetics and body. Mm-hmm. Um, and that doesn't mean I can't help my clients with mindset, but like, that's not where I'm like branded of like, I'm a mindset coach. Like, cause I'm not, I'm going to be like, Oh, what's going on in the body. And so if someone doesn't want that, well, then they need, they need to know that to a certain degree. So, um, own, own your lane and keep your eyes on your page and your work matters. 100%. Yeah. Absolutely. I have like so many more things that we could talk about, but I think we'll wrap it up here. We can do it again. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> this is, fun. is there anything else on your heart that would help you feel complete in the conversation? No, I mean, I guess like to kind of circle us back to the beginning when I say fuck the system, <laughs> I want to clarify as well of like there are, I'm not, a, I'm not about like putting all of my energy to burning something down to the ground. I think that there is good, there's good people, there's good aspects, there's good layers that can be integrated into where we're going. I, I very much am like, okay, how do we build and create and, and lead and birth a new way where then the old way that doesn't work and that can't meet us at this new caliber, it becomes obsolete. Um, and just, you know, that burns, but not because we're putting our energy there, we're putting all of our energy into what we're creating as a collective. And like, really, we're just going up in consciousness. We're just expanding. We are like kind of, again, beautifully to like bring us back to the beginning of the conversation. Um, but I just, I joke, I joke of like, fuck this, I stab. And then I'm also like, and like, you know, like, let's not put all of my energy into that bucket because what a waste of time that is. It's like, instead, what do I want to see? What do I want to leave for my children? And like, can I put my energy into being that? And I even see that in the coaching industry. It's like, so many people are like, fuck the coaching industry and these coaches and burn. It's like so much division and hate and judgment. And it's just, no, don't like, that is such a waste of precious, precious energy Instead, be the leader that you want to see, embody this new way, embody integrity, and everything else will fall away. And so honor that aspect of you. I mean, there's a part of me that gets activated and angry sometimes at my clients who have been harmed. Um, And I think that's normal and I can meet myself there and I can choose to lead a new way instead of trying to go and like burn this person down to the ground. It's like, instead, what do I want to see? How can I be what I want to see more of and like, let that be the ripple effect. Mm -hmm. So yeah. 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 Radical self-responsibility in this new way. Yeah. Um, I agree. And putting energy towards what I'm creating and holding that space as opposed to Mm -hmm. contributing to, uh, the energy that's not serving the collective. (laughs) Um, and and I think also when we see things that we don't agree with, I think it is safe to speak up as well, um, <laughs> yeah. for sure. Um, but there's a difference between saying like, that's not right. And, you know, putting all your energy and attention into burning that down as you, mm-hmm. you know, like not literally, but like, mm-hmm. um, yeah, there's a difference there. Mm-hmm. And I keep saying to people like the world needs you in your alignment and your truth. Stop worrying about what everyone else is doing or focusing out mm-hmm. there, like focus within mm-hmm. and be who you are, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, be that person because that's what's going to create more expansion and more light in the world. Yeah. Um, and it's yeah. just about reminding. So remembering again, reminding people of that and, mm-hmm that's what we're here to do. So, Mm -hmm. well, that's, I mean, I'll, I'll add to that too. I mean, that's try both ways. I mean, experiment by all means play with it. Um, for me, it left me burnt out and exhausted and and frustrated and, um, spinning. And I was just like, I had nothing left because I was fighting this like big, hairy, scary beast versus like, instead, like, can I put my energy towards more of what I want to see? And again, not from a spiritual bypassy way, which yeah. is like a whole other conversation. <laughs> um, I'm going to trust you guys to hold yourself in that. And like, we could expand on that in another episode, but it is, it's like putting my energy over here. Let me 
experience overflow and let me experience yes. like being lit up and turned on, um, got me excited and, and I was passionate and I am passionate. And it's like, so I've played with both ways. Yes. Like I have been the angry burn it all down person. Like I've got, <laughs> are you kidding? I've got that fire in me. She comes out. Um, I've seen and so her. It is, it's, <laughs> and I, I get it and it can be a lot. So it's, it's not a right or wrong or good or bad. It's yeah. just playing with and, and something that you can explore that one of my teachers, Emily Saldea, um, has taught me is like the drama triangle. You've got the hero and the victim and the villain. And like, what role am I playing? Cause we're always playing one of them unless you're like enlightened and above everything. But when I was in that role, I was the hero and the system's the villain. And then, you know, my clients are the victim. And so then I'm seeing them as powerless and helpless. You know, it's like yeah. a very interesting way to take responsibility of like, what's happening here? What am I perpetuating? And what role am I playing in this game that we're all playing um, between birth and death and this life in between? Um, and, and how am I showing up and contributing to the drama? Um, and how am I like making myself above and other people below, even subconsciously? It's yeah. not like that's what I was trying to do, but I was playing the hero and the savior role. And again, it left me exhausted. So oof, always kind of just checking in with ourselves and again, the body, but also what role am I playing? And is this working for me? And for me, it wasn't. And I have to check myself on that sometimes. Yes. Always, always. checking alignment. Always. Always. It's like drinking water. You have to start over every day, you gotta work out every day. It's like you don't ever just like get there and you get to like bank it. You gotta just keep going. No. Yeah. Oh, there's so so much goodness, so many mm. things. I loved having you here. Thank it's you. An honor to be here. It's a pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. So good to be with you. Yeah. And if you resonated with Olivia, as I say in every podcast, resonate with Olivia, resonate with me, the contact information will be in the notes. Please reach out um, because there's something in you that remembers. And um, yeah, if we can share resources or be of service in that way, we would love that. And if you love this conversation, please share it with people and get it out to more people so that we can continue having these important conversations. So Amen. thank you. Thank you for being here. Thank everyone, you. Olivia. Thank you. <laughs>